0: Enthusiastically engaged in the show. I think it's called Heckling.
1: <laughs> but if you want to jump up and down in your onions, I'm there for you. <laughs> but if you look at who else
0: is in the pool, it's a pool of death. Welcome to the Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this pod, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation. And we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. The Coat Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host Fiona Lamb and I'm joined by Emma Phillips, Nat Morgan, Tracy Kick. And it's time for the warm up. <whistles> so, how do we think the conference system is shaping up? We ha- had we had some uh, negative comments. We had some negative comments about it last year. I do remember that. Yeah, I hate the conference system mm. generally mm. speaking.
2: Yes, but I'm not a fan. It's not really disturbing me as much as it was last year. Why so, Tracy? Kick? Um I don't know, maybe just, I, I, don't, I think it's by accident, not design, but I think that um, it's kind of even Stevens a little bit.
1: You're right. The top two teams in both A and B conferences are the top four teams if you squish them all together. And so I think that's why there's no complaints at the moment that the best teams are, are leading the ladders It's just uh, tricky probably when it comes down to the nitty-gritty at the end, and we may not know until then. And that's when it all got cranky last year when Carlton made the finals and North Melbourne didn't. That was the problem then, wasn't it? Mm. That was was a problem. problem. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't the clearly best two teams making the final. But at the moment, it's smooth sailing. And I also think generally we're accepting that, well, we've got conferences. This is what's happening. Stop whinging about it. Just make the most of it. That might be the other thing that's happening as well. Thank you you for for a couple
0: of years, really. Thank you for our crumbs, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we beg you to please this conference, (laughs) please, sir. (laughs) Uh, I do remember that we our consensus was that uh, if we had to have conferences, the ladder should be the full um, gamut. I want to say of the it should just be a ladder of all of the the teams, teams. of all the teams, not. Two ladders running concurrently. But the way the ladder's working out at the moment seems to make sense, at least for now. I mean we're halfway through where a lot can still happen.
3: If it was one ladder at the moment, it would read Frio Top, Brisbane, North, Melbourne and Carlton. So as you're saying that it's pretty even, Stevens, but if you go back to those two conferences, you got Carlton third in conference B, they would be effectively sixth on a regular, you know, one ladder kind of situation. So, you know, I mean, it's a it's a fine point. Maybe it's not such a big deal between third and sixth, but I think it kind of is. If we we're at the end of the season, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference between third and sixth. I don't want to be one of those whinges about the conference system again. No, you, don't. you do Yeah, you do. But you will we'll be. We'll <laughs> do and I will. <laughs> I may have misread it because I thought
1: the f- top four were the top four. So uh, The top that... four
3: are the top four. Maybe Emma misread it. Oh, maybe. Have I stuffed this up? Are Brisbane all... Kangaroos? Yes.
1: Ab- but if it was a straight up ladder, it'd be Frio, Frio. Brisbane and North would be third. Frio Brisbane.
3: Kangaroos, Melbourne.
1: So not six, Carlton, is that what you said?
3: Yeah, Carlton should be six. If we got our maths wrong. This must be very exciting
1: for the viewers, for the uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. <anyway. laughs> Especially because the they can't see it. They're well, having a library, yeah. terrible the time. The thing is though, <laughs> regardless of who's sitting where, next weekend, top of the table clash. Numero mm. uno on both conferences are yeah, playing each awesome. other. Mm. And, and that's going one, to sort it? out... The week from the chaff. Yeah, or maybe just first from second. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll that'll be that that'll be a highlight of next weekend and re- match of the round as well, regardless of whoever else is playing. I think it'll be fantastic. So where
3: is that game being played again? That's in free, yeah, not
1: it in WA? Mm. Yeah, that is a big game.
0: So what have we what have we decided? That like- the conference system is working, but kind of maybe not really, but maybe it's kind of improved, but still we don't like it. It's
3: Tainted. It's always got a question mark, hasn't it? Let's have this conversation in the second last round or the last round, perhaps, and see where things are unfold. You're
0: right. All right. Let's have the siren. You're listening to the Code Hanger Football Radio Show on 2SER 107.3, where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. All right. Let's talk about the Giants versus Lions game. And I just want to say I'm not angry, I'm disappointed.
1: Have you told them that? <laughs> I'm happy Giants, because so yes. I,
2: you know, I'm a lion
1: supporter. So you did pick them against the rest of us. All said, uh, the really? Giants. Oh, that's good. I yeah. haven't no, seen I the results. There was someone um, else. Have I gone thought up it was the a kiwi who Maybe went kiwi. for lions. She doesn't count. She's not here. <laughs> but uh, you, I think disappointing is definitely the way to describe what the Giants did or didn't do. I guess. It, It could have been so much better, and they just never seem to really be in the game.
3: We should state that they got done by 28 points by Brisbane, so it's a hefty win.
2: Oh, I think the first quarter, though, if you think about that... In that first quarter, I can't remember the exact stats because I didn't write them down, but something like 18 inside 50s to, to the Lions, v3 or 2 for the Giants, and had um, Priv, not, I think it was Priv, kicked their first goal. I think they one entry, one goal, versus 18 entries three goals or something like that. So the Lions were smashing them even from the first
3: quarter in terms of possessions, contested possessions, marks around the ground, everything. Yeah, they won all the possessions, sorry, all the stats, I think, against the Giants. And they came out really hard, Brisbane, with incredible tackling pressure that I think the Giants just didn't stand up to, didn't look to stand up to all game. You know, that's, that's fo- got to be a real focus for them as to how they begin to, uh, you know, withstand that kind of pressure.
1: They just didn't seem to really get into it. They couldn't get it out of their defensive 50. And the scoring shots, uh, seven scoring shots to one, and we were just lucky that we happened to kick that goal. Uh, And 2-5, the game could have been won in the first quarter, but luckily Brisbane were a little bit off game, and they just never caught up. I don't think we scored uh, 17 points right up till three-quarter time for the Giants. Yeah, inside 50s were 37 to 15. (sighs) (sighs) Just yeah, disappointing and, for and everyone. Park- you didn't feel like anything could even happen.
3: Yeah. and Notably, Elise Parker was shut down. I mean, she's had such oh. a great season up to this point, but um, we'll talk more about her opponent we- shortly. Mm-hmm. But- oh,
1: we will because, yeah, poor Elise. It was a bit like uh, Press Parker's had a game where she got slammed, I think, round two, round three. And I think that's happened to Elise Parker for the first time in her whole career, a game where someone's just shut her down. You're going
2: to get that in the up-and-comings, though, aren't you? I've observed Biso this year. I mean, Biso is a phenomenal player and won the Giants Best and Fairest last year. It really hasn't been, you know, a standout in the Giants squad this year. I'm still a workhorse in the midfield, but, you know, not getting the number of, you know, Easy, easy ball movements. You can't just go by stats, but also just her impact on the game is is less, I believe, than what it was. And the midfield across the board um, is struggling to, you know, really win. Whether they win the hitouts and don't win the um, clearances, or vice versa, it's it's interesting. And I know that um, they went in unchanged without Erin McKinnon again. I don't know how her injury is going, um, but they, yeah. They went in unchanged. I think that was the first time they'd never made a change. Um, Yvonne Bodder came off with a, an ankle injury. You said, Natty, you thought that that might be my, my opportunity to <laughs> replace the wing. Look, I think it's really interesting because, you know, I do think Yvonne is a great player. Uh, but I just watched a number of turnovers that happened on the wing. And the even the commentators and you know even Fridge who played with her, everyone's raving about her. And she's got great speed. But uh, you've got to look at the effective disposals, not just the number of disposals, and and that concerns me.
1: They were talking her up on the telecast, weren't they, Amanda Frugia, and saying that she has a new role on the wing, and that they seem to be very happy with what she's doing there, but to the outsider, it looks like she's a little bit wasted, a little bit out of form, and you're right, I, I saw the ankle injury, <laughs> and I thought, oh, Tracy gets a wish she'll be out next week. Well, she was taped up and running around yeah, she was back. minutes later yeah, she was back no worries she was back i noticed in that game um dakota davidson she had a shot at goal and she was mumbling away to herself she was mouthing something and i'm desperate to know what she's saying it must have been some little you know it's going through it's going through or something like right. that but i'd love to know what she was can saying can someone call in and let us know what's <laughs> I know, that's the hotline yeah, that's it that's and the only other thing we'll probably get to the reports later but um Wushner cleaned up Parker from behind not only was uh Spark cleaning up Parker <laughs> all day but Woshner gave her thanks for coming as well sort of knocked her over as she ran to the, On the, way uh, to the bench, bench, wasn't, bench, wasn't it yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah i
2: think Wushner was um still a little bit underdone from her whatever Whatever a lightning mm. strike does to you, I'm not really sure. I know, I but, heard
1: some describe it as her severe injury. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, the I'm lightning sure it, made her do it? Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. Yeah. Be I don't her want defense. to be hit by lightning that, to test,
2: but it. whatever it is, it definitely has affected her game because she's nowhere near her potency of
0: pre Yeah, that's a shame. it's a
1: life-threatening accident, I guess, mm. and it does play. Mind games as well, I imagine.
0: Well, you're singing a different song from a couple of weeks ago, Nat, aren't you? You were convincing did, us just how I did unserious tell you pull the socks up and <laughs> yeah, get, get, get back out, out there. Get out there. <laughs> all right, let's call the quarter there, shall we? So we're going to share with the listeners our coat hangers all Australian side, and I'm going to hand over to my co-hosts to uh, lead this discussion.
2: Natty P, you've done a lot of homework. I no, believe I have, you found
1: 40 midfielders have, for the uh, All-Australian Or you are the slackers who haven't contributed. You share, but you're going to jump on. Infielders. I have. Look, what I've got here is a list of about yeah 44 midfielders <laughs> and about three forwards and three backs. But I reckon we can stretch out and get them to double up a little bit as well. I reckon if we start with the ruck, because that's where the game starts... Yep. and my vote is for Shani Layton.
2: No, see, one-eyed Collingwood <laughs> player. I'm sorry, supporter. you didn't even let
1: me get into stats or what she's now it doing. It doesn't this matter. Year. She's improved. I'm going
2: to give you that, but she's not.
1: She's not in my All Australian side. I think her most. She's been the most consistent for, and we're only basing this on four weeks. And so, if you have one bad game, you're not good. You're not consistent enough. Whereas I reckon Shani has been. Rock solid week in, week out. Dobbed a couple of goals these last couple of weeks. Averaging, she has got the two handed
2: drop. That's okay because I have that. So,
1: <laughs> fair enough. So, that's what do you girls think about? Who are you thinking? If you don't want Shani in there, give me your best.
0: No, I'm voting for Shani.
1: Two, M. Verses. Yeah, I'm with you now. Hey, three. Hey, okay, <laughs> all right. you okay. up okay, Who all would right. be second choice if I have got a, a forward as a sub, you know, like a filler in or But who would who were you thinking if you didn't want Shani? Adelaide. The whole um, team, yes. Okay, so they're standing on <laughs> I each other's shoulders. Don't think Phillips
2: standing on no, gummo's <laughs> shoulders. No, um, <laughs> should be tall enough. Now I, I get the Allen sisters confused. It's Sarah, Sarah, Their Sarah Allen. Uh, her possessions around the ground. Her you know her hitouts may not be as high, but her impact around the ground I think is greater. And she's definitely up on her own stats from previous years. I think she's been impactful. Um, Maybe she's on the bench in th- the midfield.
1: I think it's amazing that Sarah, she's not even that tall. She's only about a… She's not a centimetre taller than you, Nanny. I know. Well, you know, I carry myself well. And
2: Emma's <laughs> taller than you, so she'd be taller than <laughs> She's got Sarah a high-skill
1: stilettos, although. <laughs> All right, can we move on? Yeah, we're moving to the show. How about we go to the forwards? And I'll say my forwards I've got is uh, Caitlin Greiser, Jess Wardlaw, Calinda Howarth… Uh, look, I have got Taylor Harris in there against all my best wishes, but <laughs> which is a bit harsh. But I think those. Not like you to be harsh. And it. I was going to also then slot in a Shelley Scott running from midfield to forwards or forwards to midfields. So they're my five forwards. What do you all think about them? It's okay. It's a start. Tracy,
3: kick. What do you reckon? Yeah, oh, I,
2: I think uh, Bec Beck would be an outside-in mm. chance of, of creeping in there if she starts to kick a few more goals in the, you know, she's been in very good form, but probably not as consistent as
1: some of yeah. those. Yeah, um, it's a forwards, consistency there. on basing my... Always- but her
3: work up the ground too, Privatelli, mm. you know, has been outstanding.
1: Well, have you seen Greiser? She just... No, for she's a big, a, she is unbelievable. Look, I don't mean... Like, mm. I don't want to, when I say she's a big unit, I'm not being rude. I'm saying of that she not. is carrying herself from... Wherever, like from wing to centre and true. back, she has run so far, so many games. I don't know what a yep. GPS is showing. She just surprised me week in, week out. And then on the run, she can still dog the ball 40, 50 metres. And her kick, have you noticed how distinctly different it is from Taylor Harris? You know how Taylor Harris has the, you know, the well-renowned straight leg up to a forward type kick? Yeah. Gryza's kick, her Caitlin, the way she kicks, it's all in the, below the knee. It's like this little pendulum, and yet she can still dob it from outside 50. It's amazing these two She's distinctly powerful. different. Powerful. Oh, mm. It's amazing the difference the two of them are. But maybe they can both work together on the forward line. So that's my forwards.
2: Okay. Okay. What and? about your backs?
1: Oh, so me again. Yeah. Oh, oh, You're so in I charge, just, Nat. Me again. Here we go. Phoebe Monaghan from Richmond. Numerat- Mania. The first... <laughs> back player I would pick. I've got Stacey Livingston from Collingwood in there and I've got Ash Brazel from Collingwood in there too and I know that she's obviously just been injured and she's gone for the year and won't make the all Australia. But this is pretendies this anyway is, this so is mid-season. <laughs> mid-season she was the most informed yeah. and I've got Kate Lutkins in there. You have to have um, Lutzi, she has to be in there. Yeah and look Phenomenal. we can probably squeeze one more in. Has anyone got uh, a player they'd like to pop in the back uh, pocket? Uh,
3: Harrington from Carlton for me. Yep. Um, and possibly Birch as well Melbourne's Birch
1: Yeah.
2: If we go local I think um, Al Bennett's And uh, and List, Lister Have been fantastic for the Giants They've been the outstanding two Back people for the Giants
1: but probably A little bit off the pace for consistency I reckon uh, Who did you say sorry just then? Uh, Harrington? H- no, Mel Birch. Birch Birch. I reckon Birch has only just come Into the picture these last two weeks Probably since the Western Bulldogs controversy and game and stuff. I reckon that's when she's only really been picking up a form two and been, I don't know if she's done the four weeks solid.
3: I'll tell you one other quiet performer, or under the radar, I should say, has actually performed quite well. And I say this with no bias whatsoever. Yeah, right. I going to just say, it's going to be ruse, isn't it? Talia Randall from the ruse, across, sweeping across the half back line and her intercept marks and finish, outstanding my two cents. Good call. Fair and
2: enough. And we will we'll get to the midfielders of 44, Nat, and try and narrow them down now. But <laughs> yeah. um, we will post our ultimate All-Australian team during the week on our socials so that you can see how we arm wrestled for the uh, final positions. But Natty, you, your 44 midfielders, well, have got... Just got
1: l- also just say that someone like Birch, or your chick just from North Melbourne then, that d- if they're suddenly coming into form, they've got four more weeks and the finals to nail their mm. position. So... It's almost better to come into form now, probably. So they may still make it. All right. Of all our forwards, start with Collingwood. Jamie, midfield. Midfield. <laughs> sorry. Uh, midfield is Jamie Lambert, although she dobs a few goals herself. Um, uh, Frio's Kiara Bowers, their walk-up starts. Agree with that. And mm-hmm. at the moment, Jazz Gardner. Uh, Gardner. Gardner. She, she is in such form. Yeah. Unbelievable. She's picking up. Bloody possessions everywhere.
2: Have you got Batesy in there?
1: Um, What have I got? Who's my next? I think po- the last
2: two weeks Batesy has had. Yeah, Emily, for Emily Bates. Yeah.
1: yeah. she yeah, uh, She's probably not in my highlighted. I've got my green highlighter pen out and she wasn't one of them, but she is in the list there. You're right. I've got Emma Carney and I probably had, um I just don't know which one of these I'll take, Maddie Prosparcus or Ash Riddell. What do you go? Who, if you had to pick one? No, again. Hatchard from Yeah, oh, I had Hatchard in mind. She's yeah. down the list again. Dana Hooker. There's so many. No, I think That's Hatchard's ahead of Hooker. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, Dana Hooker's a f- phenomenal, but I just don't think she's in the form. She's not been able to have the impact. Oh, uh, she may be in personal good form, but she hasn't had the same impact
3: as she's had in previous years. Mm. I think Paxman's the other one to in oh, I had include Paxman in, yeah, in mind too. True,
1: true. She's there. Number four, I've actually got her. I just didn't say her out loud. Why not? Um, maybe I couldn't pronounce her name. I'm having trouble with all of them. <laughs> she doesn't play for Collingwood. <laughs> okay, that might be it as well. <laughs> and they, beat, they beat the pies the other night. Um, the only other one I l- I've been loving the form of, and probably the only player from Richmond, is Monique Conti. Mm. I think she's been a standout for them, and probably the only one of the big name signings who's pulling a weight and earning a crust.
0: All right. So as uh, Tracy said, we'll post that to our socials uh, once we can narrow down. Once we can arm wrestle (laughs) over the last few positions on the bench. So let's call the quarter. And so now it's half time, so we're going to have hot in the huddle. And we're going to talk about... Yeah, we're
2: going to talk about...
0: Kathy Spark. Svark. <laughs> I just wanted to Love make sure I said her name correctly.
2: Her. So what a um, game, hey? For those of you who watch the Brisbane versus GWS game, um, I am a Brisbane Lions supporter and I've got to say, I'd never noticed Kathy Svark before, but into the midfield she comes from off the half-back line. Um, I think to nullify um, our Elise Parker... But not only did she, you know, often when you get a tagging role or a bit of a nullification role, you don't actually pick up many possessions yourself because your focus is making sure that they don't get the footy. Shutting down the player, She had 23 possessions, two goals, 11 tackles, came off, did an interview, had no idea that she'd done (laughs) any of those things. She she ranked in something like 265 AFLW fantasy points, which I've never heard of, um, and just had this, like, phenomenal – Game and single handedly wearing the number 25, my number, just pointing that out. <laughs> my number is I know. Drink this was, you know,
0: was, was noted earlier,
2: M. <laughs> just, just absolutely, she didn't do it single handedly, but she, she had such a massive impact on the game. So hot in the huddle. I can't wait to see whether the Lions play her in the midfield again next week because her with Bates and the other rotating through midfielders absolutely ripped GWS apart.
0: Who are they playing next week? GWS? No, Lions. Oh, Lions.
1: Lions, top of the table. Oh, top, like, yeah, top Frio. of the table. Frio, Frio. that's yeah, going to be a ripper right. Sunday.
0: Yeah, one to watch. Okay. That's, do you, uh, sorry,
1: do you reckon, though, maybe her and Bowers might try and nullify each other? Do you reckon they might try and just squish each other out of the game?
0: Yeah, possibly. I
1: don't Alien know.
0: versus Predator style can, or something? May, or can something or we, like can we just
3: quickly note, too, that she's a 27-year-old recruit? 28. Yeah. So she came yeah, from Wilson came. Grange, which uh, a
2: mate of mine coaches in Brizzy yep. um, and um, obviously performed in the local comp. So good on her for making it into, you know, this yeah. is this thing about local footballers that sometimes don't get identified until late in their career. Absolutely. She's so strong, but just smart as well. Great Love to her. see. Very hot in the huddle. Breakout. Yeah. Day. Well All done. right.
0: Time for quarter
1: three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay,
2: okay, so uh, in quarter three, quarter three, third, third quarter, quarter, third quarter, third <laughs> quarter. Um, we we're just listeners.
0: We're that. just trying to tease Nat a little bit. Yes, and it's so, working.
2: So we've got a special guest uh, online in the studio today on phone, and it's uh, uh, Associate Professor Professor Kate Edwards. You there, Kate? Hey Trace, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming in today. Um, Kate is—you uh, and you can correct me. Kate is the um, is a an associate professor at the Sydney or University of Sydney, um, and uh, an expert in exercise physiology. And Kate and I know each other as Kate not only has coached AFL as well, um, but also has played netball at the elite
4: international level for Wales. Is, that's correct, Kate, isn't it? It's true. Um, although let's let's not talk too much about that because the population size of Wales perhaps isn't that that enormous.
2: Still, don't <laughs> talk yourself down, Kate. It all counts. Come, on, we're talking you up. Um, uh-huh. So, Kate, um, we had a bit of a chat on text today, and I think we found out today that uh, not only Ash Brazel but Tani White have done ACLs, which is, comes to around eleven ACLs in the season in AFLW this year. And I wondered, Kate, if for the viewers, no, no viewers, (laughs) listeners, (laughs) um, whether or not you might, yeah, the guests, whether or not you might uh, talk to us a little bit about the anatomical and biomechanical differences um, in female athletes and this propensity for ACLs. What's your thoughts on that?
4: It's a really interesting subject, and so I'm going to start out by saying that this isn't actually my particular area of expertise, but it is something that um, I've done some reading about and I think is an interesting um, question, and partly that's because I did my own ACL back in the day. Um, so it's definitely something that we know female athletes are more likely to experience than male athletes, and some of that is just because of anatomical differences. So there are slight differences in terms of hip angles, knee angles, the actual tendon itself, um, the ligament itself, sorry. Um, there are various things in in those physiological differences that make uh, women more more likely to rupture their ACL. But there's also really significant differences in terms of conditioning pathways to elite sport. And I think that's something that maybe people overlook sometimes so you know you've seen um ratios of you know women with aflw have got five times higher rates of acl injuries than the afl men's players have and that is true but if we think about the conditioning pathways through juniors up to a little then that's not equivalent i think sometimes those sort of comparisons aren't really appropriate
2: oh i just lost you a little bit there kate but can you hear us okay Ooh, I think We, might have, kitchen, we might have lost yeah. Kate off the line but um, while we get Kate back on the line um, we might just bring in uh, something that Kate's going to look at um, and just conscious of our time but we'll try and get her to come back in because what Kate was going to have a look at was, uh, was I asked the question there are uh, thir- 14 teams with 30 athletes so 420 uh, players in the AFLW and I asked Kate this question, you know, how does this compare to, say, super netball where netball is another sport that has a a very high incidence of ACLs? So is it – Kate, we've got you back on the line. I was just saying that um, is this – is this ratio, you know, we've got 420 athletes in mm. AFLW. Is this ratio, how does this compare to, say, something like Super League netball uh, for ACLs? Is it is it about AFLW or is it more about what you were just talking about, which is the conditioning yeah. and the preparation of female athletes?
4: Again, I think it's both. So um, you do see reasonably high rates of ACLs. Um, in netball, um, across the board, in elite netball. So I had a little look, and in 2019 season, there were six ACLs in the Super League netball competition. Now, they only had 175 players compared to the, I think, it is it 420? Yeah, so that's actually a higher incidence per capita, isn't it? Yeah, so if you multiply that out, that sort of predicts uh, 15 ACLs across AFLW, but their season is 14 rounds and our and flw is only eight and we're only halfway through that so at the moment we're on track to beat it so to speak (laughs) Great. Um, yeah which is one of the records we probably don't want but i do think that you've got to remember so elite netball is now almost completely professional and they've seen declining rates of acl injuries as the sport has become more professional and i think you would expect to see the same thing in FLW that as the players get more opportunity to train more completely across a full year, not just a short preseason and a short season. I think you'll see the same thing. So yes, I do, do think the rates are higher in AFLW at the moment. But as the game progresses and the players get access to better conditioning across full seasons, and as those player pathways improve, I think then then we'll see the rates decline.
2: Fantastic. And we've, we've got a very short amount of time left, Kate, but just a very quick one. Um, just any comment on, obviously, a difference between male and female athletes relates to the menstrual cycle. Is there any evidence to suggest that um, soft tissue injuries or ACLs, in fact, may be connected to yeah. different patterns?
4: Yeah, so certainly the evidence in the literature does suggest that there is a pattern in the menstrual cycle. Um, it looks like the sort of the highest risk period is the ovulation period Yeah. and the luteal phase is the safest period I mean on an individual person level that doesn't mean anything that's just on a gross population level Um, but I do think something that's really interesting that's coming out in the literature now is looking at players taking oral contraceptives and that reducing their risk by a reasonably significant amount
1: of getting pregnant (laughs)
4: <laughs> that too. Trust Nat
1: to come in with a claim <laughs>
3: um, Kate, you still a, that's there? That's fasc- a fascinating yeah. argument, isn't mm-hmm. it, for uh, professionalising the game quickly?
4: It's, uh, it's it's definitely an argument for professionalising the game and preventing injuries is definitely going to be associated with better strength and conditioning pathways and more consistency. There's no question about that. I think everybody can you know can agree on that and we've just got to get there get there when we can and we'll see the injury rate
2: drop. Fantastic, Kate. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us and for jumping in into the radio show. We're going to have to cut it short there, but we may have a chat with you later on in the season and um, sure. see if we can hear, hear a bit more once we see the stats. But uh, no we really appreciate your expert opinion and uh, look forward to chatting to you another time. Cool.
0: Thanks a lot. Nice to see you. Thanks, Thanks Kate. Kate. Bye. All right, let's quickly run through the ins and outs and the tribunal. Nat?
1: Yes, I've got a, a three, I think it was, reports. We had John, Jordan Ivey from Geelong. He got a one-week uh, suspension for the head knock on Katie Brennan right on the three-quarter time siren, and I believe she's accepted that. We've got Astro O'Connor who had two reprimands. One was, I think, a kneeing incident and one a rough conduct and... Uh, I would have thought two reprimands in one game would have made one week out, but apparently not. And Wooshina got a reprimand for her uh, slam into the back of our GWS girl. And then one more is um, Kate Shurlor has got a fine for misconduct, but apparently she's challenging that. So we'll First find out challenge, more. I think. Yeah, first challenge. And it's weird. It was only a fine to begin with. So um, next thing was two rising star nominations, Carlton's Grace Egan and Western Bulldogs' Gabby Newton. So good on those two girls. And I laughed when Gabby found out Nathan Burke called her into his room and she thought she was going to get dropped for this week. But he said, "Ah, oh, no, it's actually good. You actually got the Rising Star nomination. So she was pretty happy with herself. So, um, and now the other one was, um, oh, I've got to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover more we'll in the fifth more quarter, the pod, I think. Okay. All
0: right, so don't forget GWS versus Tigers in Wagga. It's a home game, apparently. Huh, who knew? 5-10 on Saturday, 7th of March, Robertson Oval. For The best harbour views in women's footy.
2: Tune in to the, the coat, hanger.
0: coat hanger. Welcome to the fifth quarter of the coat hanger football radio show, where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. So, in the fifth quarter, we are going to review the other six games. Let's start with magpies versus D's. What, 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 what? Melbourne, I so was good. deeply upset. Melbourne, Deeply I, upset. You know, I can sure see you the, the tear.
1: Daddy <laughs> probably was
0: here. in the corner rocking.
1: <laughs> uh, look, we weren't good enough. Just clearly weren't good enough. Didn't kick enough goals and you can't win in that scenario.
0: And Melbourne were really impressive. It did feel as if they all took a good long hard look at themselves after the week before and uh, just pulled out a really good game. And it is particularly
3: impressive given their injury list, isn't it too, Melbourne?
0: Yeah, you know they yeah. really are. If they get, who
3: are, are they getting back in the next few weeks? I'm not sure. We I'm, should look at that because mm. I mean, if they get a handful of players back, you know, we keep talking about North Melbourne, Brisbane, Frio, but watch out for the D's.
2: Yeah, uh, they have impressed me.
3: I uh, I think we
2: wrote them off a little bit at the start of the season. I mean, I wrote off a couple of teams that are doing quite well, <laughs> but um, we thought the that the list would be you know so small that they wouldn't be able to pull it together. I think it goes back to that idea of everyone contributing. Obviously, they're doing the right stuff culturally and and um, bringing out the best of all the players and players like Karen Paxman and you know to even Daisy's having a good season really um, in her new role and and that that maturity with some of the new players and just consistency across the board. So obviously, they're doing something right.
1: I don't think any of their injuries are coming back. They've got all the knees, haven't they? Mm. I don't think they've got anyone coming back in the near future. And Collingwood just joined them with three serious injuries. Obviously, the ash brazzle and her full knee with every other bit that goes around it. Uh, Ruby Schleiser fractured her wrist in the first quarter and stayed out there for the next couple of quarters too, I think, trying to work her way through it. Um, And Georgia Goulet, she did her ACL at training during the week previous. And I think that's the third time she's done a knee. So... Unlucky to her, but Collingwood um, Lambert again tried to carry the team. Just mm-hmm. had no chance. Oh, her and Benici. I, Benici's been terrific, week in yeah. week out as well. So I'm happy for her that she's still working hard under that little helmet of hers. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sarah Rowe kicked a couple of goals, but really across the board, we were always just really two goals down from the beginning to the end, and we just never mm. caught up. We looked like we had – well, Collingwood looked like they had momentum uh, and just never. Uh the forward we? Yeah, I know. I corrected myself. Um, look, for Melbourne, Shelley Scott and Kate Hall, their forward combination, they are just terrific, week in, week out. And, yeah, oh, look, Shelley Scott looked just such a natural footballer. She's unbelievable. So I like her form. It was interesting. Eden Zanker started in the ruck. Now, she's not a very tall girl, but they sent Lauren Pierce down into the forward line and that seemed to sort of throw us out a little bit with that extra height down there. That, that seemed to work well for them and Eden obviously quite mobile around the mm. ground. She's and,
2: maturing as a player as yeah, well.
1: Still, She's a bit like, uh, she reminds me of probably Taylor Harris. She throws herself into packs and you think she's broken something and she gets up and keeps going again <sighs> yeah. but um, that mad sort of recklessness about her which is exciting to watch. and Fearless. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. So um, look, Mel, I'd say with Ash Brazel gone, I say Collingwood season's gone. Uh, mm. I can't see them. They might win a game against one of the new clubs, but I can't see them having any any fight in the finals at all. Yeah, and I feel the sad same. About
0: that. I'm a bit sad about that too. Moving on to the Tigers versus Cats. Well, Tigers got a few more points than they had in other games, but it still wasn't enough. You
3: would have and thought that'd be enough against Geelong because their previous highest tally was 38 points. And you might recall last year I was quite scathing of Geelong's inability to kick goals week in, week out. And they've come through with their highest, highest ever score. score. Mm-hmm. On the back of last week being their highest ever
1: score. And it, was, actually, the, it, was, it was great watching, wasn't it? Like, I know sometimes you like a tight tussle, but to have goal, end-to-end-to-end type play was mm. actually really enjoyable yeah, to watch. Yeah, quite free-flowing, hey? Yeah, it was. It was actually what I think a lot of people have been asking for. It was uh, quite enjoyable. I was happy. The second quarter got me a bit cranky, Richmond were really in the game and the umpires gave away two 50-metre penalties for not returning the ball. I mean, that's a common thread throughout this whole weekend of not Mm. returning the ball to the player who's getting the free kick. Both times they were in sort of huddles and tackles and the players just got up and walked away. It wasn't like they, they threw the ball away or kicked it or didn't pass it. It was on the ground when they all got up and yet the umpire decided that... That was a 50 middle penny and that resulted in two goals and a 20-point uh, margin and that really put Richmond behind the eight ball from the, about that point on. And, but they fought really hard um, and even in the last quarter, Richmond attacked numerous times inside 50 and things just didn't quite click. But I thought they showed so much more potential. It was of way their best game. Mm. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and therefore it'll be interesting to see what they do next.
1: Next week. GWS are in trouble, I think, yeah. unfortunately. You would right. thought that. So we'll yeah. talk about no, no, it later.
0: We, we will. We definitely will. Um, so, Roos versus Sons. Oh, Sons.
1: Have you oh. skipped the Western Western Bulldogs? Western. That
0: could be me because no, I did no, the list. I know. Fair enough. No, I'm actually looking at the app. no, so, oh, okay. Yeah, I've got
1: that as
3: Roos and Sons too. Oh, yeah, I got it Sorry. off the
1: app too. now. No. My mistake. Mm. Corrections my first, corner. My first one. Corrections corner. Ever. Eh? <laughs> In my whole life. Like the Fonz, I'm s- sorry. <laughs> Go. Yeah,
0: that, right here. It was a great
2: game, really. And the Suns continue to impress, I think, with
3: their pressure.
2: Pressure acts around the ground. Yeah, I think North yeah. would have been
3: su- very surprised by them. Mm. I think each team each week with the Suns seem to be surprised by their tackling pressure, mm. their physicality.
0: And you were there, weren't you, Em?
3: I did go down and have a look. Yes, the first game that North played, the first game that North Melbourne's women's team played on Arden Street. So that was a huge, uh, exciting event for the club itself and, you know, lots of uh, old North people there and um, all the community clubs in Melbourne. And I think just a lot of Melbourne people, of course, are getting around the use of these old grounds that were once used by VFL and AFL men back in the day and, uh, you know, drawing in sort of crowds in their thousands. There were food trucks out the front and you know, you bring your own food and drink in. Well, to a point, is that right? There were some restrictions on well, that, apparently. Kiwi I thought she was going to be Kiwi just walking in with a <laughs>
1: case of, I don't know, forex x whatever she <laughs> drinks. But I did note that there was <laughs> the wire fence either. put up around the ground. And that so, was just to
2: keep Kiwi out? I think so. <laughs> with a
1: rescue. I think so. She might have hidden <laughs> it in a sling. She's I think uh, that's got exactly, a busted at I'm, the moment.
0: That's what I'm envisaging, that she actually <laughs> stuck um, it in a sling. So
1: you're right, this one certainly challenged North Swan, Melbourne. Sorry, the Suns challenged North Melbourne and in the last quarter with 10 minutes to go and they are only 10 points down um, Howarth missed a shot at goal, and they also had two more attacks. And I thought, like, I really felt they were on the run and that they were really going to have a go here. It was but. Still mm. only thirteen point victory to North in the end. I think they
3: would have expected to win by much more. Uh, shout out to Jazz Garner. I know we oh, spoke about her no, on yeah. the radio show, but she actually had thirty touches. So if you think about thirty touches and would have been rotating through, so not playing the whole hundred minutes of footy, less minutes of footy, sixty minutes of footy, mm. it's not much time to pick up thirty touches, is it? Yep.
1: Very good. I mean, nup. Nope. <laughs> <Nope.
3: laughs> I agree. Very good. We're in the 25, okay. Trace. Sorry? Jazgana. Garner, where's the 25? It must yes, be well that.
2: That's right. It is a good number. You know, it's <laughs> been worn by many a good player. <laughs> um, Jackie Buck thought. shout out to
3: Buckers. Oh, the Bucks. Mm.
2: She wore 25 after me. Bernie Marantelli, shout out. Mm. She gave, I got the old
3: woolen jumper. Ingrid John Nielsen but. currently oh, wears it. I keep it, thinking uh, of Ingrid
0: Nielsen the actually AWS. for
2: 25. Yeah, wore it at UNSW, she mm. did. Yeah. That's maybe why you couldn't get it there,
3: Anne. At UNSW, mm. I couldn't get it? Because Ingrid had it. Mm. <sighs> Could have
0: kneecapped her. Back <laughs> to the pod. It. Oh,
2: okay. Not a discussion Eagles, about Eagles, West us. Coast
0: Eagles got their first win Oh, Well, wow. who would have thought? Good on them, though. Oh, I was very excited. Even though I wasn't really watching, I was. I think I was lining up my bike at that point for the Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi
2: Gras to you, Happy Faye. Mardi Gras.
0: Th- yeah, thanks, Trace. Yeah, thanks yeah, very much. Did you enjoy your, you know... You ride down Oxford Street? I really did. Awesome. It was great. Thanks for asking. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Eagles 30 to Bulldogs 26. And I think really that kind of puts Bulldogs out of the game, Mm, doesn't it? It's nasty for them, isn't it? What do you think it is about the
3: Bulldogs this year? It's hard to pinpoint, isn't it? I mean, they have got stars across every line, genuine out Maybe out that's star. the problem. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's too much reliance upon those stars. Mm. Could be. And also Carrying a, lot, a of,
2: lot of egos, you know, yeah. wanting to get the ball rather than doing the team thing, which obviously Melbourne do because they've only got 23 players left.
0: I'm mm. also interested what's happening from a coaching point of view because uh, I, for once I, I clicked on the radio, on the audio option on the AFLW app. Um, and listen to the start of one of the games. I can't remember which one, but Nathan Burke was one of the commentators and it was after the first game and the other commentators were teasing him about receiving a letter from the umpires and he did indeed confirm that he had received a letter from the umpires at that first game about his enthusiastic engagement, as I have called it in the past, um... To refer to my own behaviour, his yelling enthusiastic towards the engagement. engagement. Yes, indeed. Mm. So he was reprimanded formally, and so I just wonder. Uh, it's it. I don't think it's it's the the big, the big shining light and the, the answer to the question that we're asking. But I do think it's something in the mix if that's how Nathan Burke responds to frustration on the field in his official role, and very public role. What does he do in his coaching?
1: Mm. Comes back something. to one
2: of our early discussions about, you know, the way that coaches um, con- conduct themselves in terms of the what the the rest of the team feels. If the coach is in control, do they feel in control? If the mm. coach is not in control, do they feel like they're you know under pressure or out of
0: control? So yeah. yeah we, so are they getting spooked? I wonder. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, Probably let's not. go to Crosby cups yes. Well. Mm. We, Carlton, well done, Carlton. Tip of that to Carlton. So, Aaron Phillips coming back was not enough. They had Brianna
1: Metcalf too back from, they had two ACL returnees as well. So, yeah, right. I was happy for him. I felt Aaron was a bit tentative. When she's running, but she obviously was feeling, you know, great. You wouldn't come back otherwise, but you mm. just, I think everyone was just a bit tense and watching every time she sprung or leaped or ran or got knocked over, everyone was a bit worried. But look, she got through with, I think, 13 possessions. wasn't a star and I don't think anyone expected her to be. It was just great to have her back out there yeah. with her leadership qualities. Um, Courtney Gunn was quiet. Stevie Lee did, I don't want to say absolutely nothing, but I did write absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't say so it then, Nat. <laughs> I won't say it. <laughs> Edit that out. Uh, but I guess in hindsight, they did nothing because Carlton were pretty good. They Some of their key players lifted a bit. Presparkers had a good game. She was up from where she had been a week or two ago. Taylor Harris was up and about. Her accuracy, which has always been her problem, she kicked two out of, I think, five that she could have kicked Vesio got herself a, a well, goal. Well,
2: we we saw a bit of a flash from Darcy. I mean, we haven't seen much at all. No, from from Vesio. So it was that good. Was maybe that'll really be a confidence builder. I don't know. I, might. It know was impressive more though, don't Darcy's you think? I thought that was hoodie.
0: that was confidence under pressure. It was Didn't the panic, goal she kicked. I don't re- I don't know who the um, Adelaide player was who was ready to tackle her. Yeah, but
1: look, I'm not sure
0: either, but. it... Yeah, look. To throw the ball on the boot and get it through. As quickly, with the line approaching no, very really, so really, happy for impressive. her. The
1: defenders for Carlton were probably the ones who kept them in the game, both Charlotte Wilson and um, Vamua LaFoley. I apologise for my pronunciation there, but they were terrific. They worked so hard. And Charlotte Wilson also, her averages, were, she averages about 7.5 this season possessions. She had 19 disposals on the weekend. That's so she amazing. had a really, really good game. And so it's their, perhaps their, Second layer players were all lifting, and that's what's helping taking a bit of pressure off the stars. So it's
3: probably worth noting too that Carlton conceded the first three goals of the match, which is a substantial number of goals. Again, given that there's only 60 minutes of footy, and they clawed that back. You know, through really steady sort of keeping possession type footy. Adelaide tend to go long and direct and try and use the corridor, but Carlton were just keep possession and move it across the ground a bit more of a zigzag sort of thing. It takes it takes cool heads to do that when you when the scoreboard pressure is really on you too. So you know. Everyone's credit to them. I, I've never said credit to them. Credit to someone in football. I hate that phrase so much, but there we
1: are. But you chose to say it. When they talk about it being a grand final rematch, and, oh, you've got redemption, you've beaten them. There's no redemption beating them in round four of the Does, next season, is there? Doesn't it's count. not a grand final. There's no crowds there cheering you on. There's no banner. There's no rings to wear. There's no redemption at all, is there? No. Bit of confidence. Oh, there's something. There's something. something.
0: I mean, the thing is, the fact is, Psychological advantage. The they're not the same teams who played on that day. True.
1: Oh, I think there was a huge amount of players who were different in both sides. So, mm. yeah, doesn't count.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Saints versus Dockers. Oh, Saints, really and truly.
1: Well, it Let was an it upsetting slip. finish, wasn't it? And uh, our hearts go out to uh, Molly McDonald, who, as you probably all know, if you're listening to us, you obviously love your footy and you would have watched the game. And Molly made a indiscretion on the boundary line with a minute and a half left on the clock, which warranted a free kick, and so our hearts are with you, Molly. And so I thought I'd write a little song, and you know, to support you in your hour of need. And it goes like this: Mole Macdonald lost the game. Me i e i o. She dropped the ball. It was a shame. Me i e i o. She didn't give it back. Ump much down the track. Flood kicked a goal. Free on a roll. Saints lose by a point when a win was in sight. Moe McDonald couldn't be sadder, but she'll hand it now back on a platter.
2: <laughs> Can hold a tune nicely here done.
1: at the cote yeah. We're with you, Molly. Nice.
2: <laughs> we might have to get the choir uh, directed to get us, you know, mm. into some
1: four part harmony in competition. <laughs> I need a bit of support <laughs> there. I think so. Yeah, Mol, Look, it was. Uh, uh, we've had a couple of games that have been ruined by umpire in my mind, umpire decisions, <laughs> and so it's just a, a crappy way to finish it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they were well in front, and, sorry, they weren't well in front, but they missed two sitter goals. And then that on-field indiscretion, as they're calling it, (laughs) or you were calling it. I I was saying before, I think, what's an on-field indiscretion? Is it someone kissing someone else's girlfriend? I don't know. But uh, I don't think you lose. I don't think you get get a 50 for that. You might get a belt in the face. But um, I think it was, I think at that point, it was Saints game to lose and they, they lost it. I don't think the Dockers deserve to win it.
1: It's <sighs> yeah. so kept them on Anyway, top of the load,
2: exactly. Yeah, that'll be. It's just going to be interesting next yeah. week.
1: And just the two injuries for uh, the Tony White and the Kate McCartney came out of that game, and that probably hadn't uh, an effect on the game too because Kate McCartney had been terrific. McCarthy. McCarthy. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> Hit me with your crutch. <laughs>
3: How many did you have before the show today, nan no? She, she
0: gets it wrong every weekend. Know, it's it's right. always it has nothing
3: to do McCart. with the beer intake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I worry about their names. Well, well, let's put a sign up in the studio here. What do you reckon? Did I tell you there's 460 players in this competition and that's a lot of names to remember and I think well, I'm doing is, pretty well.
0: It really is. 20. Is. I think it's time to move on to collect our tickets for round five. Okay. Suns versus Cats. Ooh, I'm going to go sons.
1: I'm going to go Suns too, in up in Queensland. Yeah, mm. yeah, I guess so.
3: Too long have kicked so many goals in the past two weeks. I don't that can't kick it. No, none. I think you're right. I think the, the Suns
1: have been the best of the new clubs, and we keep rating them. And at home, you're right. Suns, I'm on board. Suns, mm. I'm on the boogie board. Inanimous. Did you see what I did there? It was hilarious. Sun, <laughs> yeah. Okay, what else have you got? Well, give me the next game. I'll Ro- see. Ruse versus Crows. Oh.
0: Ooh. It's in Hobart, North Hobart Oval. Technically a home game. It's a Tasmanian North Melbourne. How do you say yeah, it? Tasmanian North Melbourne. North Tasmanian, Melbourne Tasmanian North Kangaroos. That's mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go for
3: North. I'm going to go Crows. Yeah, I think Crows too. I can't believe I'm saying that. But no, I think crows Don't too. tell anyone. Don't tell any of my friends I said that. Yeah, I'm going to put it on a podcast. I totally <laughs> 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 I think
0: Erin, up and about, a bit more action. <laughs> oh, we're just having a drink and a chat. That's it. <laughs> All right. Oh, Giants versus Tigers. In Wagga. In Wagga. This irritates me. I know we're we're trying to get it round the grounds and share it around and stuff, but Wagga, really? I'm not going there. I'm not.
3: Also for the fact that it feels like you need a bit more. It's way out west in Sydney. There's not much attention here on it yet. Let's get all the home games in Sydney just because there are so many people that can go. I'm not trying to be too Sydney-centric about things. I get the need to expand the game out to regional centers but is it too soon?
2: And what you know what is the chance of a third lightning and thunder strike on a, a Friday night like let's face it <laughs> but if it wasn't a night game if they played a Dremoyne game in the day and I don't know if it's because cricket has Dremoyne in the day so I don't know about that because it is a key it's the number 2 cricket ground in, I, yeah in the I city. also
1: think they may have done some sort of resurfacing or some actual work on the ground and it wasn't available I don't think it was just Actually, night.
3: No, I do do know what this is. So apparently um, Nick Livingston told the the caretakers of the ground or the the cricket club, in fact, that they were not going to play on Tremoyne anymore. They just felt like it's a bogey ground because of the
1: weather. Yeah,
2: but it's a bogey ground on a Friday night because at seven or six or five on a Friday night in Sydney, high chance of a thunderstorm. But at midday on Saturday or two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, low chance of a storm. Chance. I don't even work for the Bureau of Meteorology, and I know, <laughs> that. know that. So, like, do your research and put a game in the inner city or go to North Sydney over where they play cricket, you mm, know, do exactly. some sort of something where, where the game is accessible. Yep. In because the city, big promotion. You know, it's such a shame. Those two 5,000 plus crowds that were potentially at Drummond both of those times demonstrated. That that there's an appetite. There's more of an appetite for spectator being a spectator of AFLW in the inner city. Henson Park, to Home be honest, is up to scratch. Henson yep. Park is up to scratch. It could it could host a, an AFLW game. Yeah. Mm.
0: and
1: Neafle maybe it will there.
2: when
0: the Swans come in. Do you think?
1: Well, the Swans will play there.
2: Yeah, and the Swans play games. their community pre-season intro match game now I mean it's not you know the, the change rooms are not first class but they they can accommodate they could accommodate the match I'm sure and I know I think the council is doing some upgrades to Henson to accommodate for AFLW games mm-hmm. into the future but bring the game back into the inner city at least one or two times in the season I say yep, yep.
0: absolutely we anyway <laughs> what, do we rec- what do we reckon is going to happen cool. I'm going to go for the Giants
1: well, the this stats, is my heart play. The, the season stats for the new club, Richmond, who everyone thought wasn't going to win a game, and GWS, they are really even after four rounds, which is frightening for the Giants and the list they've got. I think Richmond are on a roll, and I think they would have taken a lot of confidence out of last weekend's match, whereas GWS have got nothing to take out of last weekend's match. Maybe Jacinta Barclay and her tackling. Oh, my God, she rammed someone so hard. And her hairstyle. Ah. The yeah, She's, she's been to Bali. Yeah, she's been rows. to Bali. You think?
0: So <laughs> look, uh, maybe she might. She might have to self um, quarantine. <laughs> <if> she has. <laughs> maybe, maybe she
1: may have just gone to Newtown or something. I'm not sure. But look, I think it's
0: Richmond.
3: Yeah, Have you all
1: gone to Richmond? I think I might go me. Richmond. It's the first time I've gone against. It. The mm-hmm. Giants? Is that right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I'm on the Giants too. But I that's largely because I've called that Richmond won't. Win a game this season, I'm yeah. sticking with that Fair right. enough, you've got better. to be consistent mm, Okay,
0: Carlton versus Saints And that's at Icon Park, I think Saints are going to um, Be the upset No,
3: Carlton for me
1: Carlton,
0: come on Saints, come on Saints yeah.
1: The Saints I think this will, are I forward to The this. Saints <laughs> are coming It's not the song, is it? What's that one? It's a punk version of, close enough Okay, <laughs> I think Carlton
0: Yep That's excellent Trace, did you? I already called? said you already did. No, I said the Blues. Yeah, radio. Right, yeah. Okay, Magpies um, versus Bulldogs. Mm. To be an arm mm. wrestle. Oh, well, they're two declining clubs at this point, Pride. aren't they? We'll um, be on the line. I'm going to go for Magpies. I reckon the Bulldogs are like they've been
2: so bad that they've got to come. They've got to pull one out. Yeah, so bad they've got to be good. Bulldogs. Not yep. this week. They and
3: Brazzle down.
1: I'm going Bulldogs too.
3: Nat, what do you think?
1: Collingwood. <laughs> They can beat these lesser teams. They just can't beat the better teams.
0: Yeah. Uh, Melbourne versus West Coast Eagles. I think West Coast Eagles are going to upset Melbourne. (laughs) Ah! Not Casey Fields. No. It's going to be the upset of the season, which will gazump the first upset of the season, which was when Saints
3: won their first game. Melbourne by 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm jumping on that bandwagon. Hang
0: on, I've got the, a note here. Um, get stuff, <laughs> them. <laughs> Each to yes. their own. And uh, this, the
2: last game, what about the last game? That's <laughs> match of the round, oh,
1: isn't lions it? Lions. Totally.
0: Dockers versus Lions at Frio. I think, oh, don't really care for either team, but I'm going to go for Dockers. Because it's International Women's Day and they wear purple. Oh, that's I, a reason. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth.
1: Can I ask Cara slash slash Oh. Oh. <laughs> what do you all think McCarthy. of her as a player? I have never liked her, and I don't know why. What do you like am I missing something? You've got to give us something to go on. No. Just I don't know what like like hey, you it is. I don't like her. are not happy because she
2: changed her name. Right?
1: Well, that does interest <laughs> me, but that's a topic for another podcast. Have you had running with a Cara it, in the past? No, What's never, but I don't know why I don't rate her. I don't rate her as a captain, I don't. but yet the club keeps winning and they're on top of the list. She must be doing something right, so exactly. I want to know what I'm missing. Like, what do you all think about her or was what it, do you know about was her?
0: Was it Cara D'Nellen who said that she decided to change her name because she didn't have a relationship with her father and so she was very happy to relinquish that name and take on a name – uh, is it she her partner's name or yeah, is it a name yeah. they've chosen? No, separately? So no, no, it's, it, it's a partner's name. name. Yeah. Isn't
1: that just like taking a husband's name though?
0: Well, it is, but what she's doing is um, is exercising her right to relinquish a name that she doesn't want to be associated with. She could have a mother's maiden name. Maybe she doesn't like her mother's name. That's just going be a topic maiden.
2: for another time. Like I said, it's another you. pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's another pod. But um, anyway, back to her ability to captain yes. the side. I've I think she, I don't know of her, you know, how she captains that side. I've not had anything to do with her personally, but obviously she is a good captain because the side is gelling. It seems to be um, complete they're doing so well and you can't do that in the absence of good leadership. So yeah. the leadership's coming from somewhere, whether it's coming through the coaching panel to the captains or whether it's coming from the captains and the coaching panel together. There's got to be something going right culturally there.
3: Yeah, she's played a lot of footy, Cara. I played quite a bit of footy against her back in Melbourne um, a while back now and she was a genuine standout on field as a player, certainly, and really a really hard-nosed kind of player, you know, didn't mind.
1: Did you see her getting into Kate McCarthy? the other day yeah oh, by hard nose so, I don't mean that
3: she's doing anything dirty just you know just direct at the footy in a straight line okay. um no fear sort of thing and, and really really led by example very well um she was quite a junior player then so I can't speak much for her leadership capabilities but it wouldn't surprise me she's really grown into something very strong in that regard
1: well I'll
2: back in your box snap. no said yep. well, well, I did put it out there and I wanted to know what
1: I was missing and obviously there is depth to her
2: so shall we talk about how the game might pan out
1: that one yeah yeah the 1v1 I love okay. saying 1v1 and so that's a beauty of conferences you can't say 1v2 it's 1v1 it's excellent mm. top of the table oh,
0: mm. serve one purpose at least well that's it I got <laughs> Nick, a sense that the dockers
2: it. will win but I'm going to go lines because I have to Are you doing a heart play I'm going to go with my heart hmm. heart that's play It's unlike you <laughs> it's going to be totally hard but I think the Lions could come through with the goods, just based on their performance last week. It's imperfect. Perth? Their, their performance last yeah, week was better is. than the Dockers' performance last week, I think. Frio, mm. in fact, oh, Frio. Oh, Herbal. beautiful.
1: Well, that's well, a rip of ground, and it's a really tough flight. It's the weirdest time difference. Especially in fly. daylight saving. Yeah, I, I think uh, Brisbane might struggle. They don't seem to fly oh, until they daylight the, saving, they've only got the no, two hours. No, it's three hours. Three hours difference, because we've got it. So that's the trouble at the moment. Oh, Brisbane, you mean? Yeah, from they've Brisbane. only got two hours. So it's much still better. tricky. I say at home. Frio? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. same for me. If it was in Brisbane, I'd go. I'd reverse it. Yeah.
3: Home favourites.
0: Oh, well, that'll help me get to the top of the table in the tipping. <laughs> this is the Coat Hanger Football Radio Show. Catch us every Tuesday 7pm on 2SER 107.3 and access our podcasts, including additional content in the fifth quarter where you usually get your podcasts. Follow us on socials, Twitter. Insta and Facebook from all of us here at the Coat Hanger. Happy International Women's Day and for the best harbour views in women's footy, tune in to, in to the, the Coat Hanger. Hanger. Oh, we did that well that time.
3: That's because I finally <laughs> contributed.
1: <laughs> oh, right, Thanks, Anthony. For the whole <laughs> You know I can ramble, don't you, Tris?
0: <laughs> Yeah, getting a wrap-up here.
1: Goodbye.